0: This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories from local legends in Australian running that you simply always wanted to hear. Today in episode 18, i interview American-based Aussie, Jack Anstey. Jack is the third Aussie to come onto the podcast, who has head over to America to run in some shape or form, in addition to the previous guests in Adam Fogg and Kai Robinson. Jack delves into his unique upbringing in Alice Springs in the Northern Territory of Australia, and he's moved to Toowoomba in Queensland for his high schooling. He goes on to discuss his experience in the American college system and now his professional running career with Under Armour. Jack is a young 336 and 355, 1500 metre and mile runner respectively. So he's no doubt one of the Aussies to watch over the next several years. As always sit back and relax. Enjoy hearing from one of our young Aussies abroad. Jack Anstey.
1: Hey mate how
0: you going? Yeah very well welcome to the podcast. No
1: thanks for having me. How's it going? Not too bad mate not too bad how about you?
0: Pretty good actually yeah it's 12 twelve thirty here in Brisbane I believe it's 7:30 over there are you in Flagstaff?
1: Yeah I'm in Arizona yeah Flagstaff.
0: So. Yeah fantastic. Hey have you been out for a session this morning is that a normal Saturday thing for you?
1: uh it normally is i'm on a break right now so i just finished the season last week so i got the week off thankfully but um yeah normally would be so
0: right so no running at all for the week
1: just yeah first week off in a very long time so just enjoying the uh the finer things
0: yeah enjoy that i assume at times that'll be tough but um yeah you've got to lap that up eh? (laughs) hey
1: exactly 100 percent. so
0: now um I interviewed Adam Fogg a few weeks ago. Um, so there's a connection there through Under Armour, I believe, but have you guys known each other before running for Under Armour?
1: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, Foggy and I go way back. So yeah, obviously like in Brizzy, um, I, I lived in Toowoomba, so I was a little, I was a little ways from him, but, um, we were sort of around about the same age. So we'd compete each other against each other quite a bit. And then, uh, when we went to college, um, he was in the same conference as me, which is a quite a small conference. Um, and so we were kind of um, competing against each other pretty frequently there as well. Um, and then, yeah, obviously both just signed for Under Armour in the, in the last 12 months. So I feel like we've kind of followed the, the, pretty much the exact same trajectory. So it's been pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it sounds very similar. Uh, obviously, both pushing the 1500 and the mile. Have you got in by one second? Is that correct? In the 1500, 336 and 337, respectively?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know. Yeah, I think he ran 337 recently. Oh, um, high.
0: 337 high. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I ran 336 recently. And then in the mile, I, I don't know what he's ran. He actually, we raced each other. We raced each other like last week, one week ago today. Um, in uh, Massachusetts and he ran, he he got me, but we both ran 357 um, and he ran like 357.0 and I was like 357.3 or something. So it got me on the line, but um, I don't know what his PB is in the Three. That might be it, 357.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it's 350 mid somewhere in there. Uh, It may be, but let's get to your 355, hey, because that was only about two, three weeks ago you recorded the three five five. So where was that at and how was that experience?
1: Um, yeah, that was good. That was in, um, that was in Philadelphia. Um, so yeah, that was a really good week for me. So I actually ran um, a race in New York um, like three days before that, uh, the Brooklyn mile. Um, and I, it was a road race, like a road mile. Um, oh, and I yeah. won, I won that in three fifty six, um, which was a huge result for me. Um, and then, um, yeah basically made the trip to I went to like Boston for a night stayed with a friend made a trip to Philadelphia um, the next day and then um, had only been like I'd only got there sort of the night before um, yeah rocked up the next day and wasn't honestly expecting to run um, a PB that day um, but yeah we got like a beautiful night for it um, Pacey did a really good job and managed to close pretty well and yeah three fifty five I was stoked with that, so really good result.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. And where did you come in that race?
1: uh second so I, yeah. yeah so the guy the guy i beat three days earlier in New York, Eric Holt, oh. um, he beat me three days later, so we both went one, two um, for like two races in a row that week, so um, yeah, it was pretty pretty good rivalry going there, but uh, yeah, he got me that day, so.
0: Yeah, right. I'm going to ask: Was that the concrete jungle post you put up? Was that the mile? Yeah, on the yeah, road?
1: yeah. Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn, New York. So,
0: yeah, they're pretty rare, aren't they? To to run the mile on the road. Do you, Do you like them? Is there an enjoyment there more so than the track in any way? Um, even though I assume the track would be quicker.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Know. I can't. You can't really pay too much attention to our times on the road for for the mile. Um. um Although that was that that was what I would say would be like a fairly fair course like it was pretty flat um, no kind of hill so you' probably you're probably gonna run what you're close to running on the I think I ran 356, which is about yeah. what I ran a couple of days later so it's probably pretty fair um, but yeah, I think it's it's definitely different like <coughs> the tactics, the tactics on the road are very different. I think I'm like I don't know what it is, but I think I'm pretty suited to like um, that distance on the road and probably like a road five k as well so I enjoy the roads a lot. Um, but like you said, you don't get too many op- opportunities to, um, to run them. So you've got to enjoy them. when
0: you get. Yeah. Trip. Yeah, definitely not. And is it, was it literally a to B mile or was there one turnaround, which I know they do sometimes for like crowds?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just straight out. So yeah, just like <laughs> a flat, um, a flat mile straight out. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like as you get closer to the finish, that's where like all the, all the crowd is and stuff. And it was, um, yeah, pretty
0: cool experience, actually. So hopefully, I can go back there in the future. Oh, that's excellent. At least uh, when it's A to B in a mile, you've only got a mile to return to where you started. I was out of Bridge to Brisbane this morning, back on the oh, old course. That was course. this morning, was it? Yeah, back on the old course where you cross the Gateway Bridge there from the south side and then finish near the Echo. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Have yeah, you done that a, before, the point. Bridge to Brisbane?
1: Yeah, I've done it once. Um, I did it once in like 20. It would have been 2015. I did the 5k. Um, I won it. Um, oh right. But that, yeah, but that was back in yeah. That would have been probably when I was in high school. I reckon 2015. Yeah, maybe 2016. Um,
0: have to bring the archives up. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm glad I brought it up. But so yeah, Liam Budden had won the men in 28:52, and Cassie Feen. In 3315. Have you had much to do with Liam or Jack Bruce, too, who was closely behind him. A Churchy old boy as well, Jack Bruce. Uh both high twenty-eights.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good on that course, I yeah. believe, as well. Yeah, it's not not the easiest course in the world. So um yeah, that's that's a very solid result. Um yeah, no, I've raced both those guys um a fair bit. Um yeah, not as much since I've been um, in the US. Race Jack
0: a bit over here when he was in college and doing that kind of thing. But um, yeah. So, Yeah. Excellent. Hey, some um, So yeah, I guess that one of the, the main reasons for you on here is to look at your uh, American running really, but then also your background too. And as we touched base just the other day about uh, your upbringing, interest, interestingly enough in uh, Alice Springs in Northern Territory, Australia, uh, and then over to Toowoomba as well. Uh, which is interesting too because, um, you know, I'm I'm Brisbane-based and a lot of the runners on you have been Brisbane-based. So looking forward to hearing about your experience both in the NT and Toowoomba, being a bit of an outsider as a uh, as a, um southeast Queensland high school student, shall we call it. Um, so before we get there, we, we touched on like um, Adam Fogg, are you guys a similar age then? Are you in your early to mid-20s as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think I'm a year older than Adam, so, um, yeah, pretty much the same age.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. And in terms of, of living, um, have you been based there um, for for how long, six months or something?
1: Um, so, yeah, I was in, in college. I was in um, Illinois, uh, like an hour and a half outside of Chicago. Um, um, and then, yeah, graduated last year um, in, like, June, I believe um and then kind of didn't really know what was next um I basically planned on moving back to Australia um sort of in like October November ish um and then uh yeah things just things just happened pretty quickly with Under Armour signed with uh, my agent uh Stephen Haas and then uh yeah signed the signed the Under Armour contract in like November and moved out here straight away um so I've been kind of bad I've flag is kind of my base, but I've been kind of moving around all year. Um, you know, when you're racing frequently, I do training camps. I've been back to Australia a little bit. Um, so I don't spend a ton of time here. Um, but yeah, this is kind of home, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, uh, in terms of what you studied and have, like, have you got a degree now in something?
1: Yeah. So I got, uh, I got a degree in, uh, kinesiology, um, like exercise science, um, from Illinois State University. Um, and then I'm actually, um, doing some online stuff right now with USQ back in Toowoomba uh, so get my teaching degree there while I'm, while I'm doing this pro running thing. So I've got something to fall back on when I'm ready to give it up.
0: Yeah, that's, it's good to have a backup plan. Um, But yeah, in your almost mid twenties, it's, it's, this is the time to thrive and the next five, 10 years, even depending on uh, how it all goes. Um, So what about uh, away from running? Anything else you're into off the track, mate?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, bit of a. I love my golf. Um, oh, okay. that's, that's a big one. Uh, yeah, I don't get to play that time when I'm when I'm over here. But uh, yeah, like I was home. I was back in Australia in Toowoomba, um, like March, April this year, and I was trying to get out probably a couple of times a week, at least um, a bit more than that if I can. So. Um,
0: yeah, I love my golf. Um, that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Um, so I guess uh, yeah, the next next part we we'll get into the running times. I did ask you for your um your times from fifteen hundred meters up, and you gave me two, which made it very, <laughs> very clear to me that uh, that's your focus: the mile and fifteen hundred. But I found yeah. actually um, away from that on your profile, well, athletics profile, that you've done a number of indoor races and interesting distances like 600 and a thousand metres there on the track um, and the distance medley relay, which I asked Foggy um, about the other week. Um, so we've already mentioned your 1,501 miles, 336.54 to 15 and a mile of 355.41. Um, what I'm pretty impressed too with is that 800 at 148.78. Eight. That was three years ago now though. So um, any, any plans there to continue that or you've given up the eight?
1: Um, I haven't ran any, I haven't ran an 800 in a very long time. Uh, probably. Yeah. Oh, it's been probably 18 months since I've been an 800. Um, that's how I got into running. I was started with the 800 and then kind of once I came to college, um, I think the way the 800 is going now, uh, unless you can unless you can run sort of 45 seconds for 400 meters like you're just not gonna be competitive and I don't think at the same time like I realized I you know, I weigh 50 kilograms and I probably like don't have the power to be um, mixing it with those guys who are running like 144 143 um, and so um, yeah when I moved over to college my, my coach was pretty insistent that uh we were going to give that up and give the 1500 a good crack, but I love the 800. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I could, I think I could probably run a bit quicker than 148 um, right now, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, just haven't, haven't got the opportunity. So um, yeah, that was like three years ago now, 148, but um, yeah, we'll see maybe one day I'll step back down.
0: Yeah, that's a tough thing. Hey, like often as um, pro runners, you push aside events for years to focus on others, but then in the meantime, you're actually improving in general. Hence, uh, you're improving at the event you've pushed aside in the first place. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how you go with that. But yeah, you you know, you're honest with that um, that notion of like that one forty eight forty nine mark, uh, as quick as it is, is a far cry from like the 144 45 mark unfortunately but yeah. um yeah we'll see how you fare hey what about these um indoor distances and times like the 600 and 1000 are they of any uh worth to mention
1: um i think <laughs> i ran one 600 ever i think um, if i'm thinking of the right thing i ran one 600 ever and it was uh i think like my third race of the day um and we had, so in, in college, you have these like things called dual meets, which is like your one university versus another university. Um, and it's basically all like to determine who wins, it's basically all on points. So like, if you win at an event, you get 10 points. If you get second, you get eight. Um, and I think they score down to about like six place or something like that. Um, and so we used to have this dual meet every year and it would be like the first meet of the season. Um, and if I'm, if I'm thinking back correctly that 600 was like my third event of the night um, I'd ran like I think the 800 and mile um, and then jumped in the 600 I think I won it but it was very slow it was like 122 or something like that um, so that yeah that isn't uh, that isn't very fast by any means and then I think the 1k that's probably a few years old as well I don't think I've um, that's probably like 2018 2019 um, that was um, but yeah, I um, I'd like to give, I'd like to give the K another crack indoors. Um, Australian records like, two nineteen, I think. I I might might have to correct me on that. Maybe Is that the the
0: indoor but, record or in general?
1: Ah, uh, the indoor record, and um, yeah, I, I think it might be two nineteen, like low. Um, yeah, I'm not
0: too sure but, actually. I'm pretty sure hasn't Matt Ramsden got the outdoor one K at about two seventy, maybe?
1: I think Jeff Risley might have the. Uh,
0: um, yeah,
1: he, he's ran quite quick over one k outdoors. Um, like two, I want to say like two fourteen or something like that. But um, yeah, two nineteen indoors. Um, I I'm pretty confident. Um, all things going well, I could I could have a crack at that. Um, and get fairly close. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
0: yeah I think. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a, a good distance for you to continue to consider. Uh, considering your other times and that time. I've just found it uh, through Google two sixteen oh nine was Jeff yeah. Risley himself. Haven't got a date here, but I think it was a while ago. Could be twenty. Yeah, it would be like 20, 2012
1: or something.
0: Yeah, and yeah, obviously in his peak, he's he's closer to um, 40, 40, is he? Thirty-five to forty somewhere there.
1: Yeah,
0: I think so. Now um so away from the times then, any any major achievements that, uh, you want to bring up too, that any teams away from under armor or placings within events often, which we don't see in a list of PVs.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, a big thing in the college system, um, was, uh, like a, a, one of the biggest things you can do is become an all American. Um, i in 2019, um, came seventh in the NCAA 1500 um, and I got close a few other times as well. But um, yeah, that was like getting my first all American um, crown was a pretty special moment, um, especially like the university I went to doesn't have too many, a history of too many all Americans. So that was, that was a pretty cool thing to, to tick off the bucket list. Um, and then, yeah, I guess as far as teams um, made my first Australian team this year um, at world indoors um, over in uh, Serbia. Um, and that was a pretty cool experience to, um, yeah, represent Australia for the first time and hopefully not the last. So
0: that was in the 15, I assume,
1: then. Yeah, that was in fifteen hundred.
0: Yeah. So, um, how was your placing and time there?
1: Uh, that, it was. It was pretty rough. I I got very <laughs> sick. Um, I got very sick probably a week out from the championship. Um, I uh is very long story, but basically, um, yeah, we didn't. We didn't think I was going to get selected um, for the championship. Um, it was kind of down to a few guys. And um, uh, I decided to travel home to Australia um, from the U.S. to start getting ready for nationals uh, back in Australia and a few other domestic races. And, uh, yeah, made a very long haul home, about a 24-hour trek, um, and then um, picked something up on that travel on the way home. But then as soon as I flew into Sydney Airport, I got a phone call saying, yeah, you're in um and so like three days later i had to hop on a plane over to serbia another you know i don't know how 24 hour trip and um i think by the time i'd finished by the time i got to serbia um, with all that travel under my legs and being a little bit sick um yeah i was pretty toast but um, i yeah. was like i i wasn't gonna pass up an opportunity to represent australia so um made the trip
0: yeah no way hey was um putting his name now, Ollie Hoare, that's it. Was he there with you on the 1,500 metres? Yeah. And was, anyone else?
1: No, um, World Indoors is just uh, two people get selected um, yeah. in each event. And so, um, yeah, it was myself and Oli. Uh, Stewie McSwain was sick with COVID stuff. Um, so I think it probably would have been those two, to be fair. They're both top five in the world. But, um, yeah, um, unfortunately for Stewie, he got sick. And, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was the, the next man.
0: Oh that's that's great. Uh, to be amongst names like Stu and I've just seen him uh, run a, I think it was a 1500 second quickest time for him.
1: Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, that was in Luzon, I think, 330. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah very very good result for him. 330s uh yeah, 330 low I think. So absolutely moving um yeah, good to see good to see him running um back at his best.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, He had a bit of a patch there of um, yeah illness and and the injury. So yeah, good to see him back. Hey, let's let's get uh, to you and this uh, Northern Territory upbringing. So how like how long were you there for, and were you born out there?
1: I was not born out there. I was born in New South Wales. I was, um, moved out to Alice Springs uh, probably when I was I was young. I was probably five or six years old, um, and then yeah, was there. Um, was there from when I was five or six years old all the way until I was about 13 or 14 years old. Um, so I had a pretty large chunk of my upbringing in our springs and, uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, very interesting, very interesting place to grow up. That's for sure. Running certainly isn't, uh, a very popular Mm. thing to do in the Northern Territory. Let's just say that, but, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely wouldn't be, uh, the person I am without, uh, that experience. Um, and I'm definitely better better for growing up in Alice Springs, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, was there for um, yeah a good chunk of my upbringing.
0: Yeah, okay. So why do you say that? Is it like the fact that, like you said, no one's running out there? Uh, it's obviously hot, um, facilities. I assume there'd be a few good dirt roads to run down there. No?
1: There would be some very good dirt roads now I think about it. Um, I haven't been back there since, to be honest. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think the thing with the NT is it's just like a a very a very big lack of resources um for starters um like and there's just not a lot of support for people, for like athletes in general, no matter what sport you play um in my opinion um i guess if you play footy that's like probably the closest thing um that you can get to getting some pretty decent support but um a f l footy yeah a f l footy yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know there's like a few programs um, in the n t for that but uh yeah, like it was just um, for for a young kid who like is just like in love with sport and stuff like that. Like, it was just very few few and far between with opportunities to compete at a high level and stuff like that. So um, when I did make the move to Queensland, um, it was it was very eye opening to see um, how many opportunities there were there were across the board, um, no matter what sport it was. So
0: yeah, yeah. So why why were you there in the first place in NT, and then what? influenced the move to toowoomba was it specifically for running and and yeah why did you get into running out there uh, in the northern territory were your parents into it or something else that urged you on
1: um we were in the northern territory to begin with my dad works in uh, tourism um and so like he would do tours to as rock and then he'd be, like away for a week at a time doing stuff like that um and so that was why we were out there originally um and then yeah i think um i think we were just ready for a change um by by the time we'd been there for like 10 years or so and i think we were just ready for a change and uh my sister um decided to go to uni um in queensland and i think um with her making that decision it kind of like pulled us along to we were ready to make a move and it kind of just pulled us along in that direction as well um yeah, like, I never ran in the, in the NT. Like, I, I, moved, I moved when I was, like, 13 or 14, and I never ran a step in my life, um, like, apart from, like, playing soccer or cricket or anything like that. Um, I didn't start running until I was, uh, I think, 17 um, years of age, and so I was very, very late. I think I was in grade 10 or grade 11. Grade 10 was probably, yeah, when I started, like, properly. Um, and so, yeah, I, like, I played cricket and soccer growing up and a bunch of other sports and then uh yeah it wasn't until like I think I won like my high school cross country and started to have a few people like who had some running experience say like hey you might want to you might want to give this a crack and um I was kind of reluctant at first but um yeah kind of just started from there I guess
0: yeah. So we're noticing like even within soccer and stuff that you were recently fast and, and, and one of the fitted guys there too. And was that, so you won the year 10 cross country and any idea of the time or margin of the win or anything?
1: Um, I remember, yeah, I remember winning the cross country but having to walk up like the last hill. Cause I was just like, I was just cooked and I didn't, I had pace myself. I didn't know anything about running at that point. I just was out there having a crack and, um, yeah, I reckon I, – I think it was, like, a 5K, and I reckon I ran, like, 19 minutes, maybe. <laughs> um, that's probably generous, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of fell in love with it after that. And then um, later that year, um, it was quite quite a crazy sort of build-up. I, I won the 800 at, like, my school, like, carnival – Won the eight hundred at like the regional, the eight won the eight hundred at the um, like state qualifying, and then um, it was like, oh, I'll go to the state championships, and ended up like winning the eight hundred at the state championships. Like my first ever like, ex- like I literally like, I didn't even know there was like a. I rocked up the first day of the state championships thinking it was like a final, like a straight final, and, like only to be told like this is like the prelim, like you had a heat to qualify for final. I was like, what's what's going on here? Qualify for final, like came back the next day, like somehow like kicked around a few guys, like 200 to go and like want to stay title. And I was like, at that point I was like, okay, like I might need to, I might need to rearrange some priorities here and give this a go. Yeah. So,
0: Any idea of the shoes you were wearing in that race?
1: Um, I do actually. I remember um, they were my first pair of Spikes, uh, the Matumbos, Nike Matumbos. Um, and uh, yeah, i was still, probably got him back here somewhere um, but uh, yeah I remember I remember wearing
0: those so year 10 11 you would have been close to if not under two minutes
1: yeah I think um, I think that state title I might have won like 154 or something and that was oh, my that first quick. time ever yeah. running on like an actual tartan track as well like I in but you don't ever run on like grass track so I remember like that, that was my first time running on like a an actual track surface and like yeah, it all kind of just happened pretty quickly, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is pretty
0: cool." So, yeah, it sounds like it. And then, so within year eleven and twelve. Uh, by the way, I didn't ask. Is this Toowoomba Grammar? you were at?
1: No, no, I went to uh, Toowoomba State High School. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, was a public school boy, just getting it done against all the Toowoomba Grammar boys.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, obviously, it's made you the man you are today. Uh, did you get into the the three thousand? As well on the track in those years.
1: Ah, uh, no, I think that I think uh, it was just primarily the 800 back then. I think I dabbled in the 1500 a little bit, um, but yeah, primarily the 800 back then um, and cross country and, and stuff like yeah. that. But, uh
0: And on the yeah. other end, then, what about did you ever just run a hundred or two hundred for the fun of it, and have any idea of times you may have done for it?
1: Um, I ran a 400. I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I ran a four hundred in like um I think it would have been fifty point or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I ran I ran like the the four by four in college a few times as well. I, I yeah, I do enjoy the four hundred, but yeah, <laughs> they're beyond me these
0: days. Yeah, well it's either quicker, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey so um then post year 12 did you did you live around australia at that point in time for a bit or did you head straight over to the college uh system in america
1: no so yeah i i I stayed in australia for a year um so that would have been 2016 um i graduated in 2015 and then um yeah started a started a uni degree um in toowoomba um and then yeah like i like i said I, i only started running pretty late so i was still like only three years into really like giving it a a good go um and then yeah kind of halfway through that 2016 I started to get a few offers to come over to America and um yeah I just I think I was just at a point in time in life where I was just like wanted to wanted to travel and wanted new experiences and stuff and um yeah I was I was pretty keen on coming over straight away to be honest um and then yeah i talked to a few colleges and before I knew it, it was signed and over there, that January um, of twenty
0: seventeen. So yeah, yeah, okay. So were you running with a group in particular in that first year, or just sort of doing your own thing with mates?
1: Um, yeah, I was uh, all through high school when I started running, um, and then my first year out, um, I was training with uh Tom Bradbury. I don't know if you know that name, um, my coach in uh Toowoomba. Um, yeah, we uh, he he coached Pat in and um same group. Oh, okay. Jack, in and um, we were the same age we used to train together we had had a pretty good group up there actually um and so yeah jack and i went to college at the same time trained with each other all year um up until we went um yeah we're under the guidance of tom he was great so
0: yeah okay so you never really uh sort of lived in brisbane had much to do with the brisbane running scene other than sort of popping up for some training runs or events here and there yeah
1: Mostly just races
0: and stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. I guess like that's that's why like I follow the sport very closely. But you've gone from Northern Territory to Toowoomba and kind of, yeah, dodged that Brisbane scene straight to America. So and and we hear about uh, you a lot in different ways over there, along with some other uh, American, well, Aussie runners in America like Kai Robinson now, um, Ollie Hor, uh, Foggy, and and all of you guys seem to be really improving through that system too. So just talk to us about like the experience of college there initially and any sort of improvements that you saw and why, like why you think that was the case uh, with those improvements?
1: Yeah. um, I think for me, like, I think for me, and I guess you could probably say Foggy as well. um, I've I've talked to him a little bit about this and um, I think the difference between like us two in particular and, a few other people who have come over um, is, is the universities that we went to. So Foggy and I went to schools that were pretty small um, in terms of like, um, like running programs and stuff like that. Um, whereas like you talk about guys like Ollie and Kai Robinson, like they went to Wisconsin and Stanford, arguably like two of the best programs in the NCAA. Um, but I think for me, like personally, and I've talked to Adam about this as well, like it was by design. Um, I think, like I said, being so raw, um, when I came over to the States, only having ran really like three years properly, um, I don't think I would have thrived too well in a, in a program like a Stanford or a Wisconsin, like those, those guys did. Um, and so I kind of specifically chose to go to the school that I went to, um, because I thought it would allow me to develop. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Like I just wasn't under as much pressure, um, with the school mm. that I went to and Felt that like the coaching staff was um, going to be patient with me and allow me like you know probably two or three years to really develop the way I needed to, um, and so I think my point is um, with all that is there's so many op like there's so many different in the in the college system you can go to a like powerhouse program and get that elite um, like coaching and and standard straight away or you can do something like I did. And uh, go somewhere and develop over a few years, and um, that's exactly what I needed um, at the time, and I think it's worked out pretty well. So,
0: yeah, it's great to hear. So, just remind us of the like the time. What time you're running for 1500 when you arrive there, uh, compared to now the 336? And then, what sort of training do you think you really credit the improvement towards, e.g., like uh, your sessions or just K's in general or the long runs? What's Do you think being the – all of it together, the recipe for your improvement?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think when I came over, I was like 150 in the 800 and like 348, I think, in the 1500, Um, which like back back then, that was like kind of right around like the world junior qualifiers. Um, I don't know what they are now, but that was kind of like what we were shooting for um, back in like 2016 and stuff. And then, yeah um honestly like college was like a pretty steady improvement for me like i went like i guess just in the 1500 i went like 346 my freshman year 343 the next year 340 the next year 339 the next year and then this year's um been 336 so like it's just been um yeah pretty steady build and i guess um yeah in terms of like training and stuff um yeah it was um it was a big transition um, coming coming to America. Um, I think I wasn't running a lot of volume in Australia. I was probably running like fifty k a week, maybe, um, before I came over. And um, yeah, like I remember walking into my coach's office like one of the first days I was there, and that was kind of the first thing he said. He's like, "All right, we like we need to get you running some, some actual mileage and stuff." And um, yeah, we kind of. Did it in a in a healthy way, just kind of bumping up each uh, each year. Um, I think, like to give you some perspective, probably like um, trying to think in k's um, for, the, for the yeah number. I'm, I'm, yeah, my own, but, um I think I was probably around like a hundred k's my freshman year, a week. Um, One hundred and ten my second year. Hundred my junior year, I bumped it up quite a bit to like a hundred 20. Um, and then my last year, um, I was, my last year of college, I was probably about that again, maybe close to 130. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm probably running like in, in base training and, and uh, stuff like that. I'm probably running close to 150.
0: Um, so Yeah, wow. That. And that's, you've added volume to all your, the sessions, easy runs and the long run with that in mind as well. Wasn't sort of whacked onto the long run or something like that
1: yeah yeah i think like long runs uh double runs long runs yeah yeah all that kind of stuff um yeah long runs for me now probably like 15 16 miles which is like 27 or 28k um which is yeah getting up there and then um yeah but back when back in like queensland when i was home i'd be lucky to run like 12k for a long run so it's all just kind of perspective
0: yeah definitely is there anyone over there that you train with or hear of that runs a whole lot less case uh and if you like if you want to do, is there any flexibility with your desires with with amount of Ks or what you do as an individual athlete like under I'm about to say under under armor um or even yeah. in the colleges any anyone running like around 100 and having success with that or something
1: oh yeah 100 i've
0: yeah, mileage has
1: never been think- like something that I really worry about. Um, like That's like the figures I just gave are kind of ballpark, I think. Um, I think, like I know guys um, who run like probably 90K a week, and like um, an American guy, uh, or I'm sorry, a Canadian guy um, that you might have heard of, Justin Knight. Have you ever heard that name? No, no. He's a Canadian Olympian. Um, I think he was a finalist in Tokyo last year in the 5,000 metres. Um, I know I know he runs about, like, 90 to 95K a week, and he's, like, uh, I think he's ran 1254 or something for 5K, 334, 1500. So, like, yeah, my point is there's million ways to skin a cat. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's you don't have to run yourself into the ground and, and do that kind of thing. There's plenty of ways to um, make up for the – Um, a lack of volume I guess
0: Yeah and I'm sure like between the 8 and 1500 too generally not always but generally like it's not that much further um, to run 700 metres in a race but do you find that those Ks in total for the week differ a fair bit between the 8 guys and 15 guys
1: Yeah um, I think yeah the thing is and I think the thing I love about like the middle distances in general is like more so than like the marathon or like even the 5k and 10k. Um, there's so many different ways of training for those events. Like I know guys who run the 800 that run like 15 kilometers a week and like, they just like do sprint work and yeah. like, um, and they're world class. <laughs> I know other guys um, who, you know, are running like sort of mileage like I am um, and they're just successful. So I think that's why I love, those events in particular is like you can do it any way that you want. You just have to find a way that works for you. Um, and so, yeah, just been trying to find what works for me. I think, um, yeah, I'm starting to work it out. So.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think as you get older too, if, if the longer events start to come a part of the, uh, um, arsenal, you've got definitely the backing there in (laughs) case. So it'd be easy to go into say a 10 or half with 150 versus 20 K (laughs) weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see
0: about that. Hopefully not for not for a while, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, so, um, mate, just tell us about Under Armour then. So when did you sign and how much do you have to do with, Boggy's coming up a little bit, but how much do you have to do with him uh, with training?
1: Um, yeah, so I signed in November um, of last year. And, um, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I was stoked to, I was stoked. I signed with my agent, Stephen Haas, um, yeah, in like October. And then, um, yeah, the, the Under Armour group came up in Flagstaff um, and I, yeah, pretty much jumped on it straight away. Um, wanted to wanted to sign with them and, um, yeah, the things, like the conversations I had with them when I was looking around were really positive. Um, and, uh, yeah, I could see they were going in a good direction and, yeah, um, really putting like, as a brand, like they were putting a lot of resources into innovation with, you know, footwear and stuff like that, which is um, obviously like a very important topic, especially these days. Um, and so, um, yeah, I had a lot of confidence signing with them. And um, yeah, it's been about a year now and I'm pretty stoked with everything about the decision, to be honest. I love, um, I love Flag. I love the altitude. I think it's been, that's been a really big benefit for me um, and then, yeah, just like all the resources that Under Armour provided me um, and the group here are pretty incredible. And, um, yeah, just thankful for their support, I guess.
0: So, like with, with someone like Under Armour, are you guys getting enough um, support to not have to do any casual work? Like how does that work? Is it is it on a salary or uh, is it through yeah. sponsoring through like merchandise or how does that work?
1: yeah i don't work i don't work a a job on the side or anything like i said i do a bit of uni but that's kind of just out of like choice we're all supported really well oh it's
0: great to have that like opportunity obviously um it you don't get that in australia do you as much as we love running in this country it's it's unfortunately not there so it's really good to hear those opportunities are out there um for runners on the rise to head over there and and um yeah get paid for what they love doing just heading towards the end of the interview in terms of like you and you're at the 336 1500, where, where do you feel like you can improve and, and how do you think you're going to do it moving forward in the next two, three, five years?
1: Um, I think I'm still learning a lot um, about the event in particular, the 1500 um, there's so many different ways you can run it. Um, and I'm just, just trying to work out like what the, the fastest way for me to, um, you know run my best 1500 is um and i think not just the 1500 just like events in general um i'm still learning so much about running on the track and um i think um for me in particular like the big thing is uh spending time at altitude i think i've worked out this year that like i've never trained at altitude before and flag stuff is at like 7000 feet i don't know what that is in meters but um that's been like a huge thing for me um like i three 339 before this year so to run like three seconds faster than that um and like you know over the course of the year is um kind of the proof is in the pudding that i think this is a a really good way for me to improve um living up here and i i heard about like i heard about people training at altitude before um but, like, I just didn't really buy into it, to be honest. Like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, that's one way you can do it. But now, like, living up here and seeing, like, the the professionals that live up here and, like, all the people that train up here and, like, come down and just do really well at sea level, um, I I definitely believe that it's, um yeah, one of the best ways to train. So, yeah, I guess that's the long answer is I think, like, the more time, the more years I can spend up here and adapt to, Living and just like the lifestyle it takes to um, live and train up here, I think the better I'll get. And hopefully, uh, yeah, shave a few seconds off that um, PB and any, any other PB there
0: is. Yeah, excellent. I think like we've seen the improvement over the handful of years already. So obviously, it's going to start to get more difficult and plateau a little bit. But um, yeah, hopefully, with just time, consistency, and time, uh, we'll see that 336 uh, drop and drop. Hopefully sub-335. That'll be getting serious, right?
1: Yeah, that's I'm hopefully <laughs> uh, not too far away.
0: Yeah, so speaking of that, what what's your plans for the remainder of this year and into into next? What's on the radar for Jack?
1: Um, I'm actually coming back to Australia pretty soon. So, um, oh, right. yeah, coming back on like the 20th of uh, September, I believe the flight's booked for. And um, yeah, probably going to spend like all of October, all of November, um, back up in Toowoomba. Um. So, yeah, I don't get to come home too much uh, these days. So um, it'll be good to come home and see the family and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I might make a few, a few trips down to Brizzy to train with some guys. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to coming home. So that's kind of the immediate future. And then, um, yeah, I'm sure, like I said, I just finished my season. So I'm sure I'll sit down um, with uh, my coach and agent over the next month or so and come up with what the next – Twelve months or so is going to look like, and um, come up with a plan. So,
0: yeah, okay. So just back into uh, maintenance and getting the caves back in the legs after your your break, and then yeah, back into Australia kind of, and reassess the plans moving into twenty twenty
1: three. Yeah, just a long build up. That's how I like it. So, uh, yeah, get back into things and enjoy some time at home.
0: Excellent. Any uh any name dropping we can do here? Any mates out there? Any brizzy runners? You'll have on the radar to check in with have a jog with
1: um my yeah one of my good mates jack tin and uh he'll be the he'll be the first time he'll be the first person i go for a run with um yeah i don't know what training is going to look like too much when i'm when i'm back there um i'll probably train with i'll probably reach out to a few guys and, and try and fit some sessions in i'm not very good at training alone so i'm always looking for people to tag along with so i might look at guys like Louis McAfee or those types of guys to get some working with, although he's running the marathon now, so I'm not sure how much yeah. we can make up. But, uh, yeah,
0: we'll see. Well, and if you're running 30K long runs or close to it, it might, might see him as well.
1: Yeah, he might run a bit quicker
0: than I do, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I'm yeah, looking forward to seeing how uh, that progresses next year. So, yeah, we'll finish with some questions. Unfortunately, due to probably my fault, um, putting up the listener question uh, question uh, thing on Instagram late. We haven't got too many today. So these these are all coming from the host, from me.
1: Uh-huh. Hopefully yeah.
0: uh, hopefully the crowd can draw some relevance and purpose to my questions. So these, if you've listened to the other interviews at all, these are, I try and aim for the guests to answer them relatively quickly in a sentence or two, uh, if um, possible. And then yeah. I'll finish with, the, I'll give you a license to talk a bit more about the last question, which I think uh quite relevant for this interview. Sound all right? Yep. Awesome. All right, this is cutthroat. Pick America or Australia uh, to run in. Which one, which country do you like to run in more?
1: Uh, um, I gotta be honest, probably America.
0: (laughs) I love honesty on here. That's what it's all about. That's great. Um, So with that in mind, favorite running location, if you were to pick somewhere, like you click your fingers, get rid of a, any idea of commuting and you could be there in a heartbeat, where would you run? Well,
1: that's a good one. Um, uh, you know what? I'm did. i I'm sticking with my answer originally. I would prefer to run in America, but um, Queen's Park in Toowoomba, mate, there's nothing better <laughs> than a Saturday morning, a Sunday long run, like doing laps around Queen's Park. It's beautiful. Um, and yeah, I, I think that just the nostalgia of it as well. That's That being home, that's, that's my, my go-to.
0: Okay. Hopefully being honest there, you're not uh, saying that one for the crowd. No, no. But... I mean, I don't, I, <laughs> the fact that
1: I don't get to do it very often anymore is probably like adds to it. But I, mate, I think any other any other resident of Toowoomba would agree with me. It's one of the best spots in the world.
0: Uh, awesome. Doing some uh, justice for Toowoomba out there.
1: Yeah.
0: You know uh, to- all right. Favourite aspect of Under Armour? If you were to pick one thing you've enjoyed thus far with them?
1: Um. Honestly, I think like the team, the the team that I'm on. Um, one thing I was concerned about when I turned pro was like it's very individual, and in college you got that great team aspect to it. Um, and I was a bit concerned that when I turned pro, like it would you wouldn't have that team aspect. And um, I think like Under Armour as a company in general is um, super like family oriented, and um, you know they want to support you and stuff like that. Which I can't, I I, mean, I can't speak for other brands, but um, I think we do
0: a really good job of that, so. All right, speaking of Under Armour, what's your current footwear? Like, do they support your footwear? Uh, and if so, what are you wearing both on the track and then for your longer stuff?
1: Um, yeah, on the track, I'll probably show you a spike or something. Yeah. Actually, I've got my, uh, I'm
0: not sure if you can see this, I've got my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. So for those like, listening, I'm looking at about 15, yeah, 15 boxes, 15 boxes probably, hey. Of yeah, under armour yeah. shoes, there. This is. I'll
1: show you what I'm. This is what I'm running in for like easy days.
0: I get kicked I out. I get, get kicked out of the this. house with that many boxes lying around. Being a family yeah, well,
1: man, now. I probably know no one's going to see this because we're doing a pod, but I'll show you anyway. Um, this is the spike that I've been wearing this year. Um, bit beat Wow,
0: that looks that looks flash.
1: Yeah, no. Um this is um this is not out to the public yet. So um yeah, we're we're still working on a couple of things. But uh yeah, like I said before, like footwear's come a long way. Um Under Armour was just like an apparel brand a few years ago and now they're pouring resources into shoes and stuff. So the spikes like even in the time since I've signed have just like taken off. Um and then this is the shoe that I run like all my easy days in. This is uh the um, Mega 2 clone. This is what Foggy loves as well, I think. So um, yeah, really stoked with the footwear,
0: and, um, yeah. That's excellent. I'll, try, I'll have to try and get those videos up somewhere uh, <laughs> for the audience. Uh, moving to something different, for you as a runner, um, particularly on the track in say a 1500, what do you think is your biggest weapon in your artillery, whether it be physical or even mental?
1: um i think um on the track in general my biggest like strength has always been closing races really hard um i think like yeah on a good day i've got like a 53 second 54 second last lap in me um no matter how fast or slow the pace is and um yeah i just back myself over the last 150 of any race um so that's kind of my biggest strength i think
0: yeah good thing to have that uh how about your biggest rival over the years whether the, the crowd knows them or not maybe they're an american runner with the listeners uh, honestly more.
1: probably foggy yeah. to be honest yeah. i reckon if you asked him he, he might say the same thing as well um just from like the fact that we've raced all the way through um the ranks in queensland and then i said like i said we were in college to the same conference we've gone one two and just about every conference meet for the last like three or four years and then um yeah like i said i bloody raced him last uh, last weekend and he would get me by like 0.2 a second or something like that. So,
0: um, yeah, probably him. Yeah, I just love that. I love that it's two Aussies over there on another part of the world competing against each other still and have been over the last number of years. That's great. Yeah, last question. So this one's about uh, any tips for the youngsters coming through. I do have uh, a few listeners of the podcast um, who I, I hear of who are in school or just out of school, spoke to one this morning, actually, at uh, Bruce Brisbane. I'll give a bit of a name drop. His name's Griffin Kelly. Went to uh, Gregory Terrace. He's 3,000 metre runner last year. Was his event, I think. I'm not sure how he went this morning. But there's guys like him and those just out of school, I think, uh, considering heading over to American colleges, what's your what's your advice to, to err them on?
1: Um, I think, like, in terms of um, the college system, like I would just say, um, look at all of your options. Don't take like the first the first uh, call that comes your way. I think, um, I think sometimes people are so keen to get over there that, like, you know, they they start talking to colleges, and the first person that reaches out to them, they're like, "Yes, I'm going to take this and run with it." Um, and I think you find that a lot of those kind of experiences don't turn out the way that they had imagined. Um, I think once you like take your time and, and, and look at all your options and um, work out which is the best option for you in particular and what your needs are, what your background is and how far you want to go in the sport. Um, that's that's going to be your best bet because, um, I, yeah, I, I think that's what um, – I, I think I even rushed into things a little bit more when I was probably pretty cautious by most people's standards. Um, so, yeah, just just be really careful and, and take the time to really look into things
0: Excellent. I much appreciate any time on here today to hear another story of another Aussie like Adam over in America and now for Under Armour, which is great for you guys to be financially supported. And uh it looks like as well across it's sort of that life balance too, by the sounds of it with Under Armour, which is great. So thank you very much for coming on. Um those listener questions that I posted up a bit late this morning. Maybe they might have a few uh rolls through from Instagram. So if you get any or I do, maybe we can put them up for listeners post-interview. Uh, um, so I'll, I'll put this up to Savi, um, and uh, we'll take it from there. Well, for you, what time is it now? 8.30? Uh, yeah, about 8.30, I
1: think. Yeah.
0: Um, almost bedtime for you?
1: Uh, not quite. We'll see. <laughs> All right, Jack. Thanks
0: very much, mate.
1: All right. Good on you, mate. Take it easy.
0: Yeah, cheers.